Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Blind Analysis. My name is Tommy Ray Valdez. Today, I want to share my reaction to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Um, I also want to talk a little NFL news as well. And I want to talk a little MLB news as well. But first, we'll begin by talking about the latest NFL news. The Las Vegas Raiders um, have removed the interim tag on their head coach, Antonio Pierce. And they have made Antonio Pierce their new head coach moving forward. I thought this was a very good move for the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders, they played well under Antonio Pierce um, since taking over for uh, Josh McDaniels. Um, Antonio Pierce did a great job. The Raiders finished their season with a 5-4 and four record under Antonio Pierce. Um, and you look at their defense. Their defense played really well under Antonio Pierce. They only averaged uh, giving up 16 points per game, which was uh, the best in the NFL, um, you know, from that stretch on uh, throughout the remainder of the regular season. Um, and uh, not only that, but, um, you know, they did have a five and four record, like I said. So, um, you know, very impressive um, job by Antonio Pierce. Um, and I think he's going to be a really good head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders moving forward. And not only did they have a 5-4 and four record, but they got some big wins against division rivals in the regular season, like the Kansas City Chiefs and the L.A. Chargers. So, um, you know, it looks like Antonio Pierce has the Raiders uh, moving in the right direction. Um, they decided to make him uh, their head coach moving forward. So we'll see how they go about trying to improve their offense going into next season. Um, you know, the Raiders' defense, they played well down the stretch. Uh, but, um, you know, their offense struggled. Uh, they came uh, close to making the playoffs. Um, but, uh, you know, they just need to put up some more better numbers offensively, um, you know, more consistently um, at a more consistent level. So uh, we'll see what Antonio Pierce does to address the offense, um, you know, moving forward, going into next season. And uh, they still need to hire another GM as well. Um, so we'll see how that goes. but. Um, you know, I think this is a very good move for the Raiders uh, to stick with Antonio Pierce. Um, and uh, we'll see how that works out for them. So other NFL news, the Chicago Bears are coming close um, to hiring a new offensive coordinator uh, to help out Matt Eberflus. Um, Shane Waldron, uh, the Seahawks, former offensive coordinator, um, looks like he will be the next offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, obviously with the Seahawks um, going in a new direction, uh, looking to hire a new head coach, and that means he's probably going to get a whole new staff. Uh, you know, once they hire that head coach, um, he's probably going to hire a whole new coaching staff. So um, this is a good opportunity for Shane Waldron uh, to continue, um, you know, to uh, to run an offense. Um, and, uh, you know, I think this Chicago Bears team is going to be very interesting going into the next season. Uh, you know, they have two draft picks in the top 10 in the first round, including the number one overall draft pick. Uh, we'll see if they hang on to that draft pick or if they trade that draft pick to get some more players, maybe get some more draft picks. Um, you know, we'll see if they decide to stick with Justin Fields um, and build around him or go in a different direction at the quarterback position. But, um, you know, the Bears, they have a very interesting offseason ahead of them. 
Um, not only do they have, you know, some really good draft capital, but they also have a lot of um, a lot of uh, money uh, to play with. Um, you know, being under the cap space, um, under the salary cap going into next season as well. So um, the Bears, Chicago Bears, are going to be a very interesting team to watch uh, this off season. So um, we'll see what they do. But um, you know, I think Shane Waldron. Uh, could be a very interesting offensive coordinator uh, once he, you know, has a better understanding of, um, you know, what he has to work with. So um, interesting move, and uh, we'll see how that works out for the Bears. So that's my thoughts on the latest NFL news. Keep an eye on, um, you know, all of these teams looking for head coaches, including uh, my favorite team, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, you know, lots of names are being thrown around, like I mentioned um, a little bit on the last podcast episode, um, you know, all those coaches that I talked about um, interviewing for the Seahawks, they're all interviewing for some other teams as well. Um, and, um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see, um, you know, where Bill Belichick ends up. I talked a little bit about that as well. Um, but, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, these coaches – um, you know, they're getting a lot of second interviews with multiple teams. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But you're um, definitely going to make for a very interesting offseason to see, um, you know, who is going to be hired as head coaches. Um, you know, and it'll be interesting to see all these new first-time head coaches as well. Uh, that'll be very interesting. So that's my thoughts on that. Um, now I want to talk about, the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. This was another very fun uh, weekend of playoff football. Uh, the first matchup I want to talk about is the matchup um, in the AFC between the Baltimore Ravens and the Houston Texans. Uh, this was a very interesting game, um, especially early on. Um, I believe going into halftime, the game was tied 10 to 10. Um, you know, the Texans early on, they did a really good job of slowing down this Ravens running game. Um, but then, you know, the Ravens, they made some big adjustments in the second half of this football game. I thought Lamar Jackson, you know, really played well, um, you know, despite you know all the critics, um, you know, giving Lamar Jackson a hard time about his playoff record. Uh, coming into this game, he had a one and three record in the playoffs, uh, but he really, um, you know, ignored the noise and really played well in this game. Lamar Jackson uh, ran for two touchdowns. He also threw two touchdown passes as well. One to Isaiah Likely um, and one to Nelson Aguilar. Um, and the Ravens defense, uh, they really played well in this game as well. They did a really good job of shutting down this Houston Texans offense. The only touchdown in this game for the Texans came from a punt return by Steven Sims. Um, and, uh, you know, the Ravens defense, um, just did a really good job all game long. Um, you know, they, they didn't sack CJ Strout, uh, but they did a really good job of, you know, bringing the pressure throughout the entire game. Um, and it really looked like they made CJ Strout, you know, a little bit uncomfortable. Um, you know, um, his throws, uh, you know, just seemed just a little bit off. Uh, you know, he was very accurate throughout the game. Uh, but, you know, some of his throws were just a little bit off. Um, 
in this game and the Ravens defense, uh, they really played well. Um, and like I said, Lamar Jackson had a great game. Um, and the Ravens, they got a big win over the Houston Texans. Final score of 34 to 10. Um, and, uh, you know, I think Lamar Jackson now moving on to the AFC championship game with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, I think he kind of silenced his critics um, a little bit. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens uh, with him moving forward. But a uh, big win for the Ravens over the Texans. And they are moving on to the AFC championship game. Uh, the next the next game I want to talk about um, is a big matchup in the NFC between um, the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. This was a really interesting game as well. In the first half, uh, we saw really good defense by both teams. Um, the score was 7-6 to six going into halftime. The 49ers had a one-point lead over the Packers. Um, we saw Brock Purdy throw a touchdown pass to George Kittle. Um, uh, really nice um, touchdown pass from Brock Purdy to George Kittle. It was a little over 30 yards um, on that touchdown connection. Uh, the Packers, they were held to just two field goals in the first half of this game. Um, you know, I thought both offenses in the first half, they really moved the ball well. Uh, but then, you know, once, um, you know, um, you know, um, both teams got into, um, you know, the opponent's territory. The defenses uh, really um, stepped up and, um, you know, they did a really good job of keeping points off the board. Uh, but in the second half of this football game, both offenses made their adjustments. Uh, the Packers, they end up taking the lead. Jordan Love throws a touchdown pass to Bo Melton. Um, and the Packers jump out to a 13-7 to lead over the 49ers, but then Christian McCaffrey gets his first rushing touchdown of the day. That puts the 49ers back in front, 14 to 13. Um, and then after that, Jordan Love throws another touchdown pass, this time to Tucker Kraft. Um, and this time the Packers, they go for the two-point conversion. They get the two-point conversion, um, and the Packers jump out in front 21 to 14 over the 49ers. But then um, – a little bit later on in the game, the 49ers, they get a field goal that cut the lead to 21 to 17. And then late in the fourth quarter, 49ers jump back in front with Christian McCaffrey's second rushing touchdown of the day. Um, and then the Packers trying to get back in the field goal range to try to tie the game up late in the fourth quarter. Um, and um, they get a big first down. So they do a good job of moving the ball down the field, uh, trying to get into field goal range. But then on, um, after uh, getting up, getting a big first down, um, Jordan Love throws his second interception of the game. Um, another interception, um, once again, um, to uh, Dre Greenlaw. Um, and uh, this was a great, um, a great play by Dre Greenlaw um, coming up with his second interception of the game. Uh, but, you know, Jordan Love, um, you know, very uh, interesting um you know, play call by Matt LaFleur. Um, personally, I didn't really like this play call. Um, you know, on first down, you know, obviously you still have four opportunities, um, you know, to continue uh, to move the ball. Uh, but, um, you know, he decides to throw the ball uh, deep down the field, across the field, and it gets intercepted. Um, and the 49ers hang on and get the win over the Packers 24 
to 21. Um, you know, like I said, um, didn't really agree with that play call by Matt LaFleur. Uh, but um, the 49ers, you know, um, they were able to survive the upset um, and they hang on and get a win over the Green Bay Packers. But this was really a well-played game by both teams. Um, unfortunately for the Packers, uh, you know, Jordan Love throws two interceptions and that ends up, um, you know, hurting the Packers in this game, especially that final interception on that final play. Um, and a great game for Dre Greenlaw coming up with those two big interceptions for the 49ers. Um, their defense uh, was able to hold off, um, you know, that big upset. Um, and, uh, you know, 49ers, um, the number one seed, they get the win over the number seven seed Green Bay Packers. Um, and uh, they're moving on to the NFC championship game. Next game I want to talk about is the other matchup in the NFC between the Detroit Lions and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This was a really interesting game as well. Um, I thought both quarterbacks really played well in this game. Um, they both um, end up uh, with three touchdown passes in this game. Um, you know, I thought, um, you know, Jared Goff uh, played very well throwing two touchdown passes to Josh Reynolds. Uh, so Josh Reynolds puts together another uh, really good uh, game for the Lions, back to back big games for Josh Reynolds um, and for Jared Goff as well. Um, you know, uh, this game was very interesting. Um, it was tied uh, 10 to 10 going into halftime. Um, early on in this game, the Buccaneers were doing a really good job of slowing down the running game for the Detroit Lions. But the Lions, they stuck to their game plan um, and they continued um, to try to run the ball in the second half of this game. And they were able to wear down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense in this game, um, late in the game, uh, the big difference in this game uh, was a long uh, rushing touchdown by Jameer Gibbs, a little over 30 yards. Um, and uh, that ended up being the big difference in this game. Uh, but, um, you know, I thought uh, Baker Mayfield played well for the Buccaneers. Um, I thought Mike Evans, um, you know, had a really good game. Um, Kate Auden um, had another really good game for the Buccaneers as well. Uh, but uh, two costly interceptions by Baker Mayfield in this game, including one on the final play of the game to seal the wins for the Lions. Uh, the Lions, they get the win over the Buccaneers. Um, a final score of uh, 31 to 23. Um, so, you know, big win for the Lions. They move on to the NFC Championship game to take on the 49ers. Um and uh, their first trip uh, to the NFC Championship game in 32 years. So a big win for Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. Another great game by Jared Goff. Um, and uh, a really good win um, for Jared Goff and for the Lions. So uh, the NFC Championship matchup is now set. 49ers against the Detroit Lions in San Francisco. That's going to be a really good game. Um, and over in the AFC, one more big game to talk about uh, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, I knew this was going to be a very exciting game to watch, uh, but um, it was a lot like I talked about on the last podcast episode. Uh, both these teams really relied 
on their running game. Um, and, uh, you know, not your typical Chiefs-Bills matchup that we are used to seeing. You know, we're used to seeing, um, you know, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, you know, throw the football all over the yard and make big plays with their arms. Um, you know, yes, they did make some nice throws, of course, in this game. Uh, but, um, you know, both of these teams really relied on the running game. Um, Isaiah Pacheco had a really good game running the football for the Chiefs. He had a big rushing touchdown in this game. Um, I thought James Cook really ran the football well for the Buffalo Bills in this game as well. But uh, the big story for the Buffalo Bills was Josh Allen getting a pair of rushing touchdowns in this game. Um, And Patrick Mahomes throwing a pair of touchdown passes to Travis Kelsey in this game as well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey um, now have set the record uh, for the most uh, touchdowns between um, a combination of a quarterback um, and, um, you know, a tight end. Um, They have the most um, combined touchdowns now in playoff history uh, with 16 touchdowns between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. They passed Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Um, on uh, the uh, uh, the combination touchdown list, um, so uh, they now hold that record. Um, and uh, you know this was a well played game. Like I said, um, you know I thought um, both teams, uh, like I said, did an excellent job of running the football in this game. Um, and um, you know at times I thought. Um, you know, both defenses, you know, stepped up um, and made some big plays in this game as well. Uh, we saw the Buffalo Bills uh, go for a fake punt. Um, and, um, you know, the Chiefs, they came up with a big stop. Um, and then we saw the Buffalo Bills, um, you know, coming up with a big turnover, um, you know, near the goal line um, when the Chiefs were trying to get another touchdown. Um McCole Hardman ended up fumbling the football um, in the end zone and ended up being ruled a touchback uh, going back to the Buffalo Bills. Um, So, you know, we saw some good defensive plays in this game as well. Um, But ultimately, uh, you know, this this game, uh, you know, came down to late in the fourth quarter. Uh, The Bills, um, you know, trying to come back and tie the game. Uh, They get into field goal range. Uh, Tyler Bass um, attempts the field goal kick, but he ends up missing the field goal. Um, The ball ends up a little bit wide right. Uh, Maybe the wind had to do with that a little bit. It was really um, windy um, in Buffalo. Um, There was a lot of snow on the ground as well. Um, So that probably made, you know, the field goal kick a little bit more difficult as well. But um, in the end, it was the Chiefs that hang on and get the win over the Buffalo Bills, 27 to 24. Um, and once again, the Kansas City Chiefs break the hearts of, of Buffalo Bills players and they break the hearts of Bills Mafia. So, um, you know, a big win for the Chiefs. Um, they are now moving on to their sixth consecutive um, AFC Championship game. Um, to give you guys a really interesting uh, perspective on the career of Patrick Mahomes. This is his sixth year as a 
starting quarterback. Um, and this is his sixth consecutive AFC championship game. So Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, just continues to play well in the playoffs. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought it was very interesting uh, before, um, you know, they started this game and, you know, they do their little um, introductions before the game starts. Um, you know, the person that was, uh, you know, reading the introduction uh, was kind of comparing, um, you know, the rivalry of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen to the rivalry of of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought it was an interesting comparison, uh, but I don't think it's quite at the level of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, um, you know, just yet. Um, I think we need to see Josh Allen um, get a win against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs before, you know, we can, um, you know, get that rivalry, you know, to the level of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Uh, Yes, Tom Brady won, you know, most of those matchups against Peyton Manning, but, um, you know, Peyton Manning, you know, won his fair share of playoff games against Tom Brady as well. So, um, you know, with that being said, I don't think that, um, you know, that Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen rivalry has quite reached the level of the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning rivalry yet. Uh, but, um, you know, I do think that it could eventually get there at some point. But, um, you know, they have now played each other seven times in their career. Patrick Mahomes has won four of those seven matchups. And Josh Allen has never beaten Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Uh, but, um, you know, I thought both quarterbacks played well. They both uh, did a good job of taking care of the football. There were no interceptions in this game. Uh, but in the end, it was Patrick Mahomes once again getting the best of Josh Allen in the playoffs. Um, you know, despite Josh Allen uh, getting the best of Patrick Mahomes in the regular season, uh, this season, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes returns the favor in the playoffs. And it's the Chiefs moving on to the AFC Championship to take on the Baltimore Ravens. So um, we're going to have some really good matchups um, for conference championship weekend. Um, you know, you got um, the Lions taking on the 49ers in San Francisco. Um, and uh, you got the Chiefs once again going on the road. That was a big question going into this game. Can the Chiefs win a road playoff game? Uh, that was the first ever road playoff game for Patrick Mahomes and uh, he was able to get it done but now they will go back on the road again take on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore that should be a great game as well Uh, we'll talk more about both of these matchups um, in detail on the next podcast episode Uh, but um, these were some great games this weekend um, and uh, really looking forward to next week but um, you know big wins um, you know for all these teams um, and uh, looking forward to conference championship weekend. That's going to be a blast. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun, but, um, before we move on to some MLB news, I just want to share one more interesting stat about Patrick Mahomes. Um, keep in mind, he's only 28 years old, um, and he's already fifth all time among quarterbacks in playoff wins. Um, and if Patrick Mahomes wins another Super Bowl this year, uh, he will he can jump up to third on uh, that um, all-time list of quarterbacks, um, only behind 
Joe Montana and Tom Brady uh, for most ever playoff wins um, for a quarterback. So keep in mind, like I said, he's only 28 years old. Um, I think, you know, if he can continue uh, to play well in the playoffs, um, you know, I think when it's all said and done, um, you know, I think he will have the most all-time wins as a quarterback in the playoffs. Uh, Will he have as many Super Bowl rings? As Tom Brady, that remains to be seen, uh, but he does have a long way to go in his career. So uh, we'll see if he will end up being the GOAT when it's all said and done. But, um, you know, for now, he still has a long way to go. Uh, but um, what a career so far for Patrick Mahomes. So um, that's my thoughts on that. Um, and before we get into some MLB news really quickly, uh, one more thing I forgot to mention. A uh, really good player in the NFL, calling it a career. Jason Kelsey, um, after a 13-year career with the Philadelphia Eagles, um, he is uh, retiring um, after um, uh, seven trips to the Pro Bowl. Uh, sim- six times um, he was named um, an All-Pro. Um, and uh, just a really good career um, as the center for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he was a Super Bowl champion as well. Um, so uh, Jason Kelsey retiring after a great career. Um, and uh, we know that uh, you know um, his podcast with his brother, Travis Kelsey, is going to continue to be very successful. Um, and uh, best of luck to Jason Kelsey on his retirement. And, um, you know, we'll see what else he decides to do um, in his retirement as well. But it's a great career for Jason Kelsey. So that's my thoughts on the latest NFL news. Um, now I want to talk a little MLB news as well. Um, big news for the Houston Astros. Uh, they needed some help at the back end of their bullpen, and they added another really good closer to help out in the back end of their bullpen. Uh, they come to terms. They come to terms on a five-year contract with Josh Hader worth $95 million. This makes Josh Hader uh, the highest paid relief pitcher in baseball, uh, the biggest contract given to a reliever in MLB history. Uh, This surpasses the contract that was given to Edwin Diaz uh, by uh, the New York Mets. Um, And uh, a really good contract for a really good pitcher um, in Josh Hader. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see how the Astros uh, we'll navigate having two closers in Josh Hader and Ryan Presley. Um, you know, maybe, you know, with Josh Hader, you know, being a lefty, um, you know, maybe they will just um, kind of, you know, um, base, uh, you know, the ninth inning role on the matchups, you know, based off of, you know, who they will be facing in the ninth inning um, of every game. But uh, having two closers, at the back end of the bullpen for the Astros is going to make this team, you know, very difficult to beat late in games. Um, they really needed to address the back end of their bullpen. Um, you know, they lost a couple of guys in the back end to free agency. Um, Hector Neris is currently a free agent. Um, and uh, Ryan Stanek um, ended up leaving the Astros and uh, going back to where he began his career with the Tampa Bay Rays. So, um, you know, uh, definitely a good move for the Astros to pick up Josh Hader. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see how that works out for them. But um, the back end of the Astros bullpen 
Um, it's going to be very difficult uh, for teams in the American League, especially for teams in uh, the American League West. So, um, you know, we'll see how that works out. But I think that was a very good move for the Astros. Um, so that's my thoughts on the latest MLB news. Now I just want to leave you guys with a quick Bible verse before I go. Um, from the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 7, verse 12, Matthew seven twelve, also known as the Golden Rule. And uh, this Bible verse says, Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This is an incredible reminder to all of us um, to be kind to others, to be respectful, and to treat others the way that we would want to be treated. Um, you know, I heard this quote uh, one time that said, Be helpful. When you see a person without a smile, give them yours. Um, and uh, that's just an incredible reminder to all of us that you never know, um, you know, what people around you are going through. Um, you never know who you're going to encounter on a day-to-day basis. Um, and, uh, you know, if you can just smile at, at someone, you know, wave at someone, um, just, you know, acknowledge the people that are around you. Um and be kind to others. Um, you never know uh, what that can do for someone. That can definitely, you know, change um, a person's perspective, um, you know, on people, on life, um, you know, just on everything in general. So, um, you know, if we can all just do our part to be kind and treat everyone around us with respect, um, you know, we can show um, everyone that there are still good people in this crazy world. Um, and, uh, you know, we can do our part to spread the love of Jesus, um, by showing random acts of kindness to others. So I just wanted to leave you guys with that thought today. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you guys. Always remember that God is love and God is good all the time. Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you guys next time.